Hi, this is Sarah Bariza, a researcher and church musician based in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm Crawford Wiley, an organist in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Music and the Church. Today, we're talking about the 11 essentials in your choir rehearsal space, plus two bonuses. And this is assuming that you already have such essentials as a space and an instrument and chairs. So after you have the essential essentials. Yes, indeed. And by chairs, we actually mean chairs that are reasonable to sit in for an extended period of time. Yes. And we're saying choir rehearsal space because not every choir rehearses in like a choir room. Right. Mine, for instance, rehearses in the loft where we sing on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll lead off with our first essential. And I, um, I had to put the most important one first. I want everyone to know. <laughs> the number one item is a flat surface for food, such as cookies. You have to keep those sugar levels up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I say this as I, uh, I have my microphone propped up on like four different cookbooks. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about the important things in life. Um, <laughs> I offered a donut prize for whoever in my choir could guess where the error was in the order of worship yesterday. Ooh. And then I was like, well, actually, you can have the donuts whether or not you guess because they're just donuts for you. So Yeah, I was going to say, you're like yeah. the king of donuts. Like, that's how you make friends with everyone. You just show up to staff meetings with Donuts are really donuts. good. That reminds me, I should probably get donuts today. <laughs> But you need a flat surface (laughs) to put those donuts on, and preferably not the back of the piano. Yes, definitely not the back of the piano. You don't need powdered sugar in your keys. And, um, of course, you can also use this flat surface for, like, laying out the new music or um, writing notes or something like that. Stapling things. Mundane tasks. But, you know, really, it's about the cookies. And you'll also want that flat surface to provide the accessories for our next essential item, which is beverages. So first off, I'd say you really, really, really need to have a bottled water dispenser in your choir loft or in your rehearsal room or wherever you're rehearsing. And probably also where close to wherever mm-hmm. you're singing because singers need water. Yeah, and this is especially important if you don't have a water fountain. Yes, which, for instance, we don't at my church. But if you don't have a water fountain close by, this is pretty essential. So we have one of those big bottled water dispensers, the kind with the, oh, I don't know how many gallons they hold, but a lot of gallons. You set them upright in the dispenser, and they dispense not only water, but they dispense hot water and cold water and tepid water. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, which uh, having having the hot water dispenser means that you can also have tea for your choir members if they like tea. That can be soothing for their vocal cords, maybe. Well, especially in a Milwaukee winter. Yeah. So the second thing that you'll need if you have a water dispenser is enough cups to destroy the planet unless you get recyclable ones which are great Mm -hmm. but then recyclable paper cups do not always work so well for my next suggestion about beverages which is that you have a Keurig because what is better on an early morning than coffee I ask nothing I would I would respond Mm -hmm. 6 a.m., here we come. Some people say that coffee is very bad for your vocal cords, and that may be true, but I've never tried it without, so I wouldn't know. You know, the Episcopal Church where I work right now, actually, like, they have, I guess, a coffee hour going during choir rehearsal. I, I assume it's a coffee hour. I never go because I'm in choir rehearsal. Does that mean but, that the choir people can't well, no, get it? No, it means that there's coffee immediately before choir rehearsal. So you get these nice little ceramic mugs oh, oh, with oh. coffee, and I don't know who's in charge oh, of washing them, wonderful. but someone is in charge of washing them. and. 
and making the coffee and how wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful because I really do hate wasting all the styrofoam. Yeah, yeah, it's a really it's a really nice setup, but it's also I would assume somewhat labor intensive. But this, this is also a church-wide beverage station. It's not it's not just the choir. Right, which is a really lovely idea. But that doesn't work as well when you have a small church, you know, that has coffee hour after the service or, you know, something like that. No, 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 no. Especially when what your singers need is caffeine now. Yes, yes. There was a mishap with the coffee making uh, last Sunday, and I was very fortunate to have Oh, my spouse in the choir. So as soon as uh, as soon as the rehearsal ended, I was like, okay, I need to run over this, but can you please go get a cup of coffee for me? Okay, thanks, bye. And he went and got <laughs> coffee for me. <laughs> Such yes. a wonderful person. Yes. <laughs> there were a lot of slightly distressed, disgruntled people being like, where did the coffee go? There's no coffee. What? There's no coffee? <laughs> I would have brought coffee from home. The psalm is going to be slower this morning. <laughs> oh, on, on to... Just as important essentials for the choir room. Number three, return trays for anthems. And by return trays, I mean those open trays that you might see on an office desk that are ideal for holding an octavo-size anthem. Now, this is something that I don't have in my choir loft, and I'm really interested. Explain exactly why this is handy. So every Sunday, you finish singing. You're not planning on singing this anthem. And I, I know it Crawford, at your church, you often sing from anthem books. The anthem book would go back into the choir person's cubby, which is uh, number nine on our list of essentials. You need cubbies. We'll return to that. But so that kind of (laughs) book and binder and everything goes back into the cubby. But well, you've got this octavo. Where does it go? Hopefully it doesn't just, you know, go to the four winds. It goes into the return tray. Yeah. Your choir librarian can then file it. And I've actually seen um, at one church where I worked, they actually had a um, upright file folder so that everyone put the anthem right into the file folder. However, what that means... Well, that's a really interesting idea. It it was interesting, but I kind of wonder how it worked long term. I I imagine that frequently not working, but it's an interesting idea. You didn't have the visual cue of, oh, I guess we're finished with the red one, and you put the red one in the pile. Oh, I wasn't here last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. still see it out. Because you aren't necessarily refiling it every like immediately because the people who weren't there on Sunday need to get rid of it on, you know, remove it from their binder on Thursday or right. Thursday. And, and having previously had file folders as mm-hmm. kind of our, mm-hmm. our choir yeah. distribution yeah. center for people's music, it's so easy to stick something into the wrong file folder and then it's lost. Exactly. <laughs> yes, it is. And then you're and then you're like, wow, I thought we had fifteen copies, but why do we only have twelve? Where did they go? But so having these open yeah. open trays lets you have this visual cue. Oh, I need to return that one. I need to return the one with the palm branches on it. That kind of thing. Works really, really yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's kind of a, like things you learn in kindergarten matching like things together. Yes. Well, you don't want to make people think too hard. You know, we're, we're talking about caffeine. You know, don't, don't yeah, think yeah, too hard. Yeah. Make it, I feel like this is like making it as easy on you, as easy on your music librarian, as easy on your choir members as possible. I think so. It, it works really well. Like if you have them, the kind of return tray where it's um, stacked together so you have multiple shelves, I feel like that isn't, like that saves space. So if you don't have the space for multiple single trays, maybe that's what you need. But if you have multiple single trays, again, going back to that idea of a visual cue, that works out really nicely because then people can see, oh, I need to return the red one. And you can't really see that as much in a stacked tray. Oh, right. I would imagine frequently you don't need more than one tray. Like you're just returning Sunday's anthem Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, Dep- I guess it depends how yeah. many anthems you have. If you have an intro, that kind of thing. Yes, or if you're, or if you're just recycling photocopies. And these are these are not expensive items to to purchase. You know, you're you're going to be out of 
few dollars. No, speaking of inexpensive items, the next item is really inexpensive. Pencils. You need pencils in the choir loft because no one ever in the history of choirs has ever brought their own pencil. That's an exaggeration, but not too much of an exaggeration. Um, so what you want is ideally mechanical pencils, or in my case, I already had a really good pencil sharpener in the choir loft, so I thought, well, you know, I'll just take advantage of that and buy a whole bunch of wooden pencils. Yeah, those are great. Also, you have to make sure you have pencils that are the right size, because sometimes nice, fancy, comfortable pencils or whatever aren't the right size to fit into your pencil sharpener. Don't ask oh, me right. how I know yes. this, um, but I know this. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of wisdom and The voice and of annoyance. What? My pencil doesn't fit in the pencil sharpener? What kind of pencil sharpener is this? Ah! <sighs> It's okay. It's okay. Breathe deeply. Yes. Yeah. So pencils. Yes. Pencils, pencils are, are a really good thing. And it also avoids, it avoids that terrible, terrible bane of choir directors, which is you see someone in your choir and they realize they don't have a pencil and they want to make a marking and they reach into their purse and pull out a pen. And you think, no, oh, don't no, do no, that. No, no, don't, no, no. don't, don't, don't. Yeah. So having pencils on hand mm -hmm. makes this easier. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So number five a whiteboard. And what you can do with a whiteboard, besides writing out general announcements, if that's important to you, you can write out your planned order for the rehearsal. And what this helps with is the case for many of us with volunteer choirs, you aren't necessarily sure of every single anthem for every single Sunday for the upcoming months, right? Right, which means that even if you hand out an anthem list, it is very subject to revision. Exactly. So if, if you have an anthem list and you are in a situation where you're able to confidently keep to it, you don't really need to write out, here's what we're going to be singing today, because you just sing it in order. It's totally fine. The anthems are all there. People know which anthem books they need to pull, so on and so forth. But if, you, if, you, right, if you're right. not in that situation, which is most of us, right? Even people with paid section leaders, you might oh, not yeah, be able to, to stick to your plan necessarily. So what you can do is just write out what you're going to do in what order. And that way you don't spend time in the choir rehearsal being like, oh, does everyone have Amazing Grace? Oh, yep. Yep, it's this one, and have that that kind of lull in the action. Yeah, and especially in a in a church that does more liturgical stuff, you can end up you know with multiple pieces of kind of photocopied specific to this liturgy mm -hmm. music. You yeah. know the the Alleluia verse yeah. or yeah. the Psalm for that week or whatever. You know, and you may have only passed out that paper the morning of. You mm -hmm. know, because it's a chant that everyone knows or mm -hmm. something, and. It's, it's easy for those pieces of paper to get messed up. And if you have a whiteboard, which is something I'm thinking about doing now, if you have a whiteboard, you can just write that up there and everyone knows without having to ask in the middle of rehearsal, what are we singing? Yeah. And you can get a whiteboard that sits on a tripod. It doesn't have to be attached to the wall because depending on your choir room setup, that may or may not be an option to have the whiteboard like attached to the right, wall. Right. You may not have a yeah, wall. Well, for, instance, for example, so. if you are in a loft as you are, Crawford. Yes. <laughs> so the next essential for a choir rehearsal space is similar to the whiteboard, but serves a different function, and that is having a bulletin board. And what a bulletin board allows you to do is affix anything that you think you will want to be kind of permanently affixed, that you wouldn't just write and erase off of a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. So for instance, 
if you have your choir's absence sheet, you know, so that people can sign out when they're going to be absent. Or if you have, you know, a, a planning ahead, here are our rehearsals for Holy Week mm -hmm. sheet. Mm -hmm. Or things like advertisement for upcoming concerts, or someone might have sent a thank you note, or a picture of the yes. choir. or, you know, a small prayer for the choir, or whatever. Like, just small things that you want to be visible to the mm -hmm. choir. And I find it helpful, because we're all human, to go ahead and pin things that I may have already passed out to the choir to the oh, bulletin board because we lose things, you know. Yeah, yeah. People lose things or they weren't at that rehearsal and they're like, oh, I need the psalm. I right, need and the it's, a good, it's a good reference, oh. a good reference space. Oh, nice. So number seven is something to put on the bulletin board, which is a calendar. And a calendar serves the very useful purpose of being a sign-out sheet that people can intuitively use. People can sign out from choir rehearsals and from services that way. Right. Now, I wonder, because I last semester I used a sign-out sheet that I created specifically for each individual member of the choir. Oh, interesting. And it worked really well. I was able to see ahead of time who was going to be out on which Sundays. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if I had just gotten a calendar, if that would work as well, because there were there were never so many people going to be out on a given Sunday that they couldn't all write their names, you know, in the space on the calendar. Well, to me, like I wonder, does does having the individual sign out sheet does that serve any purpose other than creating more work for you? I'm not sure that it does. I mean, maybe in a bigger choir it would, but you know, oftentimes if you have a bigger choir, you might have a section leader who's responsible for like managing absences for the entire section, right? And we're talking about a choir that's right, small enough right. where say like under 30 people or so where everyone is is kind of managed in the same way and responsible in the same way. Yes. You don't need like an institutional hierarchy for a smaller smaller choir. And on the sign-out sheet that I created, it, it required me to figure out exactly which rehearsal dates. Like, when we would move a rehearsal to a different date than normal, I would have to write that separately yeah. on, on the yeah, sheet. Yeah, And it, it kind of makes you responsible for inputting onto the... Because I'm assuming that on those individual sheets, you were the one writing it down rather than a person saying, oh, I need to, to get myself up to that calendar before choir rehearsal starts and write my name on the Thursday that I'm gone? Uh, no, people would, would write their oh, own okay. names. So it was it was like a spreadsheet oh. that I that I made. I'm not sure. I mean, that seems like a nice setup. How it just seems like more is, work. Yeah, it, was, it worked really well because I could see ahead. But it was the sort of thing that requiring it required me to input every single rehearsal date that we were going to have so that people would know to mark themselves absent or mm. not. Whereas if you just put a calendar up, people could look as many months ahead as they wanted mm -hmm. and see, you know, okay. Because some people plan their Christmas vacation back in September. Yeah, or they know they're going on a summer holiday mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. way ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, I think I think that that's... Although I guess we don't have choir in the summer, so that's yeah. not really relevant, yeah. but... But... All, all the same, you know, Memorial Day, Labor Day week, and those those sorts of things. People, yes. People often know ahead of time. Um, granted, they're always last minute things. Yeah. Like that, but. And speaking of calendars and things that you can pin onto bulletin boards, you end up with a lot of pieces of paper left over from choir rehearsals, which is why a really simple but good thing to have in your choir loft is separate bins for paper waste that's recyclable and just trash. Mm -hmm. Um, and I suppose if you find that you have enormous amounts of plastics or whatever left over from your rehearsal, I'm not sure why, but if you do, I suppose you could think about getting a regular recycling well, I've been bin. In, I've been in churches that had individual water bottles, like rather than the really large water dispenser, you know, had like oh yeah, in that case, that would be water handy. Yeah, you'd want to make sure that you had a recycling 
bin for yeah. those as well. Yeah. But it's just really handy because you go through so much paper, mm-hmm. you know, the orders of mm-hmm. worship themselves mm-hmm. and then copies of the introit if you're making copies of that or or just copies of maybe you had a four-part harmonization of a hymn mm-hmm. that wasn't in the yeah. hymnal and you passed Whatever it, it out is, the it produces a lot of paper kind of necessarily, like there's not a way to get around that. Yeah, and you're not, ideally, you're probably not going to file all of that stuff because it's just easier to hit photocopy again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when when you do it next year, if you do it again mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. So having a separate bin for paper waste can be really useful. Absolutely. So number eight is cubbies, one for each choir member. And Crawford, in a previous episode, we talked about the furniture that you bought that is essentially a cubby rack. I think I think is it aluminum or something like that. Yes, yes. And these these can also be built in. Um, a lot of churches that I've been to had some handy person made the actual cubbies into the wall. Um, they could also theoretically be a metaphorical cubby in the sense of I've been in churches where the choir rehearsed sitting in pews. Um, the choir lofted pews, and there's like a hymnal rack, and each person had their area of the hymnal rack that was. You know, there, oh, right. but I don't. I don't think that that is as ideal as cubbies. But with a cubby, everyone knows where their own music is, and you or the music librarian can put new music into each person's cubby, so you don't have that awkward distribution time during the choir rehearsal. It's already in the yes. person's cubby, and especially at the end of a particular season, rather than having to arrange an enormous number of single return trays you can just say put all of your music in your cubby and then you and the music librarian can just go yes. through and cubby yes. by cubby empty or, the or music you out. can do that i always feel like very snoopy when i've done this but you know you've got to do what you've got to do and some people are very very um reluctant to return anthems so I've sometimes gotten to the end of a choir season and been like, oh, oh yeah, or or perhaps perhaps they've simply been out for yes, a while. Yes, also, but I, I'm thinking of and they haven't had a chance. Is, this is true. And sometimes it's like, okay, you know, I'm I don't want to have to refile this anthem four times. I'm just gonna go into Bob's cubby because I know it's there and grab the anthem that he should have refiled, you know, weeks ago. Yeah, which makes yeah. perfect sense. And having the cubby holes there makes it easy to do that. It's also so much easier than hanging files where it's it's easy to mistake someone else's slot yeah, for yours. Yeah, and this is, this is what you had before you bought that cubby shelf this past summer, yes. right? Yeah. It's just visually much less confusing. And there's space for larger books, you know, collections. Yeah, it's really great all, all the way around. And it's not a, you know, having it built in is nice, but it doesn't have to be. And I'm thinking... um. The the cubbies at the Episcopal Church where I currently work, they're about, um, you know, shoulder height, a little bit shorter. And on top of that is where the return trays go and the pencils and the pencil sharpener. Oh, that's a really mm-hmm. great idea. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Uh, so our 10th essential thing to have in a choir rehearsal space is a clock. And this may seem odd considering that most of us have clocks on our phones, but it looks kind of odd if you're running a rehearsal to constantly be checking your phone. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which which I've I've done, been there, done yeah. that. Um, but it's so much nicer if you just have a clock, or even your wristwatch. If you wear a wristwatch, it still looks like oh, checking the time, checking the time. Right, right. So I now have a small clock that sits on the organ, and it's just perfect. It lets me know whether or not you know it's time to start the prelude. Like instead of again, instead of checking your phone in mm-hmm. church, which just looks kind of mm-hmm. bad because you don't want to encourage mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you know, you can just look at the clock and tell what time it is. I realize that's maybe an extremely 21st century suggestion, you know. Oh, but here we are. Doesn't everyone know that you should have a clock in a, in a yeah. room? But 
Yeah, in 2018, it's good to remember that actually clocks have, they have their place. a very useful function. I just uh, bought so. an alarm clock recently for my bedside table because I want to have my phone in my room less, but I still need to be able to see the time. So when my son comes to get me in the middle of the night, I know whether it is 6 a.m. or 1 a.m., as the case may be. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that makes very good sense as well. <laughs> All right. Number 11. The 11th essential to have is a place to hang coats. And many churches already have this. You have your hallways with, you know, your your hangers already set up, but that is not always the case. Right, Crawford? Correct. Yep, ours doesn't. Yeah. So a place to hang coats, you, you can get rolling racks. You can also get a coat tree. Um, I think that kind of depends on the size of your choir and how much space you have, how many coats you're expecting to need to hang up. Right. Like if you have 15 or so people, that requires a different set up than, you know, a choir of 60 some odd people. So, mm-hmm. or, or it may be the case that people can hang their coats wherever their choir robe was. It really depends on your personal space. So really yeah. what we're saying is a place to hang the coat and what that looks like varies. Yes. Especially depending on your region. You know, if you're in Alabama, a place to hang your coats might not seem like an essential mm-hmm. at all. Well, and until you, um, you know, you get to a few weeks in January and then suddenly everyone has like coats and you're like, uh, where do we put these? Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Up here in Wisconsin, it's an essential, though. It is. So we have two bonus items that are really specific to the kind of church that you're in, but we thought they were important to include. Yeah. So first, if you're in a Catholic church or a church that uses holy water, it can be important to look and notice whether or not your choir members actually have the spatial opportunity to access holy water. Um, For instance, at the church where I work, The holy water stoops are located kind of inside the front church doors, and the choir members don't really walk past those when they're on their way to the choir loft. You mean inside the sanctuary doors? Like as you're entering the nave? Yes. Ah, yeah, you wouldn't access that at all. Yes. So, because the the doors to the choir loft are in the the narthex. Yeah, in the narthex. Um, And I thought, you know, this is not a really important thing, but also finding a solution for it is incredibly simple. So I just put two small holy water stoops inside the staircases to the choir mm-hmm. loft. And I don't honestly know if anyone besides me uses them, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And they're and that's they're there. Also. And if people want to. Yeah. Because you, as you enter the choir loft, you are in fact entering the sanctuary. You're just entering the sanctuary from yes. the narthex rather than through the doors that enter the sanctuary and then into the balcony. Yeah, exactly. And within the particular tradition that I work in, that's you know, a, a kind of physical gestural reminder to you that you are entering a sacred yeah. space. So our last choir room essential is a safe, S-A-F-E. Depending on the church, this might be completely unnecessary, but in some styles of services, uh, many people, mostly women, have their purses and don't necessarily want to leave their purses in an unlocked choir room, but also don't want to carry their purses as they process in with the clergy Right. And so have this kind of awkward, well, where do we put the purse? And I was in one church where women would walk up to the front of the sanctuary while I was playing the prelude, leave their purses at their chairs, and then go back to the back of the sanctuary, and then process in. That is not economy of motion. No, no. And it's just this kind of like awkward, but, but you have this 
this item that needs to be kept in a safe place. So where do you keep it? And then not everyone has a key to the choir room if you have one. So it's kind of awkward. So I'm actually in an Episcopal church right now where they have a safe in the choir room that has a, um, I guess, an electrical lock. So you just need to know the, the, the numerical passcode, type it in, opens it up, and you can get your purse out of there or whatever I- other item that you wanted to leave in there. Which makes a lot of sense in that particular situation. It really situation. does. And, and not every church would need that because many churches, well, people just walk up to the choir loft with their stuff and they sit down and they sing, right? Um, it's it's not, yes. not, a big, not a big deal. Um, but in churches where people are processing in, in robes with the clergy, you don't really, really need, you know, a backpack coming in with you. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. That's our 11... 11 choir essentials. <laughs> Our 11 choir rehearsal space essentials, plus two bonuses depending on your uh, specific faith tradition and the practices at your church. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Music and the Church. Join us at the same time next week. And drop us a line. What else do you have in your choir room or your choir rehearsal space that you find particularly useful? We'd love to feature it in an upcoming episode. Our email address is musicandthechurch at gmail.com and our phone number is 513-580-4282. You can also see the show notes for this episode at musicandthechurch.com slash nine.